0: Welcome to Business Unfiltered, where we dive into the raw and unfiltered world of running a business with Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Grab a seat for this unfiltered journey into the world of entrepreneurship. This is Business Unfiltered.
1: Welcome back to Business Unfiltered. It's Mercer. I am here with Jeff Sauer. And today we are talking about hacking your project management system. So Jeff, this is just sort of how we do this.
0: How first, before we dive into how we're hacking project management, what do you even
1: think project management is? How do you define that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think hacking has its own connotation to it, so I love the, the title for it, but project management to me is listing out the steps that you need to accomplish in order to reach a big goal. So a small set of steps that help you reach a large goal, and the end is basically to complete a project, and that project can be pretty much anything that you do in your business, Um, generally speaking, not every task that you do in your business is a project, but you want to take the bigger things that you're trying to achieve, put it into a system so you can make sure that you don't skip any steps. You make sure that the people who need to do it are, know that they need to do it and you can assign accountability and deadlines and so on. Is that how you look at it as well? Yeah. Generally speaking, I think it's, it's, you know, project
1: management for me is two parts. One is there's the series of steps, right? Kind of like the, the recipe or the assembly instructions to produce the Ikea furniture, right? Like let's, let's say, and then there's uh, the energy that goes into that, right? Almost like the, 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 the source of power, whether that's, you know, our, our own emotions, right. Our emotional ba- batteries that we all have to get stuff done and how much stress is actually necessary in order to get the result. Because some, you know, one recipe, you know, one, one sort of like, you know, again, using business terms, SOP would be what businesses call the recipes, right? Just the SOPs. So one SOP might be really, really stressful to get through and could be, you know, minimized a little bit, making it a little bit easier and it requires less stress and still get the same result. So I always look at both sides. It's the steps that we're taking to get the results uh, and then how much energy is being put in invested to actually make that happen, how much stress is involved.
0: Yeah, I like that. And there's one thing that I'd probably add to that as well is, is uh, enforcement or, or culture, the culture of your business to make sure it gets done and, and making sure that it's something that that strives forward, right? Because, because everything is, yeah, it's, it's energy, it's effort, but it's also enforcement. And it's the culture that that respects that and says, Okay, we are going to get this thing done. And this is how we work together.
1: So I have I have a story. You ready for this? This is, this yeah. is my project management learnings um, as, as we go through this. So when we started, we started way back in the day with Basecamp. And that was how we started tasking things out to each other. And then we moved into Asana and we got really good at tasking everything out to each other. And then we're like, hey, there's this thing called ClickUp. This thing's amazing. It can do everything. Oh, automations everywhere I look. Yay. So then we just went way down the rabbit hole and click up, screwed up a ton of stuff, tasking everything to each other. And then I had an illuminating conversation with a friend of mine. Um, I actually mentioned on a, on a previous episode around uh, the ideal work day, because this thought really changed my life. He, he had come in, his name is Sean David, Is with a company called Automate to Win, and he's real big on the no-code and AI stuff. He comes in, he's looking at my systems, because I was, I was frustrated, I was getting to a point where I was like, every day is just, how do I fail less? Like, how do I just feel less bad today? That's my win for like, you know, at this point, I don't care. But it's just like, I can't quite see everything that's going on in the company. I'm not f- fully versed in where everything is without having to go down the rabbit hole to go see what's going on with a particular project. I can't see anything from a high end. So he's like, okay, let's see what's going on. And the one thing he looks at all my Chrome tabs and talked about that whole code switching thing that we uh, talked about in, I believe it was episode 14 around planning your ideal workday. So go listen to that uh, for those that haven't heard that part yet. But then he was like, okay, well, show me what's going on in your project management system. And I was like, well, first we do this, then I do this. Then he goes, then what? What do you do when you're done? I, I said, I complete it. And he goes, I mean, he was incredulous. It was awesome. I've never seen anybody react this way. He goes, why would you ever complete a task. Task should never be completed. If it's worth doing it's, it's never done. And I'm like, wait, what? It's never completed. He's like, no completing hides it. I'm like, of course it does. It puts it in the archive, it hides it from view. He's like, that's the problem. And it took me a half a second, but it was really that fast. So I was like, Oh, he looks at this completely differently. And so we started using that kind of belief system, um, and, and reorganized our project management, which has helped us like a hundred X, like reduce the stress level. A hundred times, the amount of energy going into the system to produce results went down. It was amazing. And everybody in the team is really um, falling in love with this particular system. So this was the hack that we did. Um, and this and this was kind of a, a multi-stage process for me over a few weeks of thinking about it. But I feel like I woke up from like almost like I was a zombie in the project management world doing what everybody else does. You know, Like that old 1984 Apple commercial, they show everybody all the drones walking through the line. That's what I felt like. And so I'm talking to him and he's like, yeah, you never complete anything. You shouldn't have to complete it. You just need a place to talk about it. And then you leave all your notes, and you put everything in there. And then then you mark it to done. There should be a done status of some sort, which is yep. true, but it doesn't get hidden. It doesn't get archived. So gone are recurring tasks, recurring dates and all that sort of stuff. He's like, okay, there's just one place to talk about it. And, yep. you, and you do that. So we started calling them trays in my, in, internally to change the languaging. So one hack that we did is we don't use the same terms. We don't call it a task. We have trays. Now don't get me wrong, they are the actual tasks, but it's that it's the tasking mechanism that your project management software has. It doesn't matter if it's ClickUp or Asana yeah. or anything. You have the tasking mechanism, but we call these trays at a, at a sort of a high level. Like, hey, put everything in the tray. So if we're doing a, a course on like the you know newest GA4 stuff or a course on reading financial statements for entrepreneurs or whatever the thing is, that is a tray. And we have all the different details of that course in that – essentially that task. Now we might have some subtasks in there, but we use those as checklists. So we have like, okay, did we talk about this? Are the slides ready? Is this done? Right? That sort of thing, like status updates. And we're updating each other by having this central location, kind of like a filing cabinet where it's like, well, I'm going to work on this course today or this video content or whatever the thing is I'm working on. I'm going to go to the filing cabinet, pull it out of the filing cabinet and stick it on my desk. That is what we were trying to mimic on the digital side. Mm -hmm. And this was where The second thought, the second little half of the story occurred to me. And this is where I, this is where I felt like I woke up and I was like, okay, I don't remember 20 years ago walking into work and getting a little list from my boss of things I had to go check off for the day. And like, that was my job. It's like, no, my job was to get a certain result for that company and for that team I was on. My job was to figure out how to get that result, not their job to tell me, here's my 12 things to check off. And I realized, like, I think, I think this whole agile thing has just gone, like jumped the shark a little bit where it's like, we got so good at tasking everything out that that's all we do. And so I sort of made this announcement to the team and this was the other hack. And I said, listen, we are not going to tell you how to do your job anymore instead We are building a productivity reporting system, which is what ClickUp is for us now, right? So, but again, it doesn't matter the tool, it's just whatever you use, but it's a productivity reporting system and you are going to use that. We all speak the same language. We all use it in the same way. And we are all going to be speaking the same language back there so that we can tell each other how we are doing our jobs so that we no longer tell you how to do your job. Your job is to tell us how you're doing your job. And you do that through that productivity reporting platform. That we are currently using for project management. And that changed the game. So for ClickUp, like I, I remember, uh remember day planners? yeah Right? Yes. Way, way back in the day. Like that's what I used. And I was like, well, I don't have a how come there's not electronic day planners out there? Not really, not, not to what we kind of, I mean, there's calendars, whatever else, but not, not to that level. So I was like, okay, I'm going to build that in ClickUp. So that's what we did. We created a view, we call them the planners. And that's where you're grabbing the folders. We call them the virtual desks, right? And these, these hacks are important. Changing your languaging around how you talk about project management helps you have a better conversation if you don't use project management terms, because mm-hmm. everybody already has a built-in of what they think a task is, right? And, and you don't want to have to try to redefine it because you're not, you're going to lose that battle. But if 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 we say, hey, you're going to, you know, we're going to have these planners, right? These planners are essentially your virtual desk and everybody in the company can come and see your planner and they can see what's on your virtual desk. And you can see what you're working on today, tomorrow, you know, throughout the week, each day throughout the week, and then in the future, next week, next month, next year, whatever. So that if it's on your desk, it's something that you have to be doing something with. And if it's not something you have to be doing something with that you personally have to be involved with, then put it back in the filing cabinet. Right. In other words, don't assign it to yourself, you know, just, and if it's something like, I need to do this in six months, fine. Assign it to yourself, but for six months from now. So it's on your desk, but it's in that corner of your desk that you don't really pay that much attention to because now's not the right time. But again, if you don't need to have it on your desk, why have it when it's finished up? You make notes. Like in my case, I'll make notes on whatever the course stuff was. I'll finish my stuff out. I pass that folder, that tray, right? Over to our video editor. And then he starts doing the editing for everything. But all the details that I did for the recording everything else are in that same tray. Yeah. Right? So that's sort of how we, we started doing it. So we created the, the trays. We have a place to talk about everything. That's the first step. Create a place to talk about everything that you do as a company. That's just evergreen. Right. So and at that point, imagine this throughout the years, we have all of our notes of everything that we've ever done to update or change or adjust all in one place forever. Right. And then what we'll do is we we essentially the actual task, meaning the ask that we ask people to do, like if you and I were doing this. I would pass you the tray, right? essentially assigning the task to you using project management terms, but I'm passing you the tray, so it's on your virtual desk. In the comments of that tray, would say, hey, Jeff, I just finished the videos for this, this, and this. Can you take a look at them and make sure that we nailed you know, whatever the style is that you want me to nail? Right. That sort of thing. Now it's on yours, but you know, there's all my links. There's everything there. There's, you can see kind of my show, my work. You can see what I did to get to that point. You can see what we did the last time we did this last year on that course or whatever, because it's all in one place. And that has made the warmups to get stuff done that much faster because when you get the tray, right? Uh, which again, I'm using these change, these these terms interchangeably just to help uh, people that are listening to this to, to think it through. But again, what we call trays is really just a task, right? The tasking mechanism. Um, but we get these trays, and I can see everything in there. And because I see everything in there, everything's fingertip friendly. I'm not looking for anything. I don't go like, oh, where's that spreadsheet that we use for this? Oh, where's that? Where do I have to? have to go click through Google Drive and find where they put the files. Like everything's right there, so people can get started faster. Yeah, um, on their stuff, and they get to their wins faster. So that was a couple of hacks. It was changing the languaging, having a place where everything it's so meaning, you know, trades and virtual desks, and we kind of use these offline terms, having a place to talk about everything, and then creating a planning system that was separate from that, but interacted with it to say, Okay, show me how you're doing your day, not me telling you what your day should look like you tell us. What your day should look like and what you're working on, and then we'll just make sure that there's a weird priority that wasn't hit, then somebody would catch that, right? Because we're all sharing it with each other all the time uh, on our little 15 minute daily calls, um, so we can get caught up. But that's kind of our hacks. Wow. Um, and my my little story, but it was it was it's it's game changing. It's it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. There's always a little improvements here and there, but it is such a game changer. Operating that way, my my question for you is knowing that because you don't use ClickUp Asana, you didn't go down. I think you did for a little bit, right? But then you didn't you just go through a big simplification of your tools? Because I've always been interested in that of kind of how you're doing it with yeah, you know, the simpler tools.
0: Well, it's funny. I've evolved a little bit even since we last talked about this. I just I wanted I wanted to say that is definitely. I just want to react to that because it's it's a lot, but it's really fascinating. And you've there's three things that that I heard that I. I'd never heard of before. And I think that it really helps me get over the stigma of project management. And the first one is the word project management is a stigma to me because yeah. I mean, I've sat through at my agency, we hired project managers and they made my life worse. We've, we've worked with people who were gatekeepers of systems and the system was what was running the business, not the creativity. And I, I don't like that. So a lot of those things that were there are really negatives. And that's why I've I've sort of been a minimalist project manager in this business. Um, But I recognize the value of the things you're talking about when it comes to trays and, 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 you know, trays as tasks and so on. And so since then, actually I have implemented ClickUp for the business and, um we're using it for our projects now i think based on hearing from you and then just hearing it all around me once it's in your mind you just hear it all the time so we are working on it. and i had my assistant actually go through training on clickup and she sort of arrived at doing something very similar to what you're talking about so what we are doing project man i used clickup in the way that i had been taught on project management 15 years ago and project management from 15 years ago is is crap right <laughs> yeah. and so um she just, she's like, Jeff, we're doing it all wrong. And I was like, well, can you create this? And she's like, yes, of course. And, and basically this, the, you know, you move things between statuses. Um, you, you, there's a lot of different ways you can code things and assign it. Um, it's really interesting. So, so I'll, I'll answer your question or I don't know if I need to answer your question. I do use ClickUp now. I'm trying to get better at it because the minimalist doesn't work folks. It doesn't work being minimalist means. So go, go back into that because just to catch everybody else up, you were using
1: spreadsheets. Like just Google Sheets, right? At a certain point, yeah. So
0: we had Asana for a couple of years, but I found that there was it was somebody's full time job just to delegate tasks, and that and I didn't like that. I thought it was a lot of overhead for what we were actually achieving. It was too much. Then we went to spreadsheets, and it was updated through through statuses and, and things like that. And that basically didn't give me the whole world view of the business. It it gave us individual project view, and projects were fine. Um, we could copy paste them and so on, but I didn't see. Um, how this project conflicted with that project. How we're planning on doing something in June, and then we have something coming in July, and those two things conflict with the same resource. So I didn't have any of like the the whole world view stuff and. So then I was like, well, we need to get back into something where I can at least have the whole world view. We tried a spreadsheet for that, and it just got to be so messy because there was no linking between things. It was all just a bunch of crap everywhere, right? So now we're we're unifying around, and then also we have us we're we're introducing a second brand, so it makes it only more three dimensionally worse to have same people working on two different brands how do you plan everything? Right. So yeah. we needed a system. So we did implement that to get the whole worldview. And then, then it sort of gets into the task view and into the, into the to planning out the project that that's where we're, we're getting better at. But I like this idea of trays and I like, and you know, I think we use it in a similar way to what you're talking about, where, where within a ta or within a, a section, we have all kinds of different Um, actually I don't even know what they're called on here, but within a project, there's, there's a bunch of different statuses and it's sort of a waterfall and we do keep, keep the overall project along, but this whole idea of not ever making something done. So do you just change this, the, the status on the task to go from to do to done, or do you, do you change the assignee? Do you just give it to somebody else? And like, okay, it's you ready for another hack. Yeah. Another hack. Okay. So here's, here's the status hack. So what
1: we did is, um, and this, this is, I don't know that, uh, I'm sure Asana probably has something like this, but ClickUp in particular has a section where you can create a status that is done, but not complete, Yeah. specific to ClickUp, right? And that that—that and that was a, a, an unlock for us because we didn't even know that existed. So we're like, okay, so we mark it done, but it doesn't go away. It still mm. stays evergreen. It still stays there without being hidden. And then we changed the name of the complete. We changed the name of that status and called it Hide archive right hide from view dash archive so that everyone understands what that's about to do when they flip that um otherwise we just say done no action required right and so we'll flip it to done and it stays alive and then when the time's ready and it needs to be assigned to somebody it goes back to kind of the zero status so i'm going to walk through the statuses that we do the first status Is what we call it's a gray. We we change colors just because you can tell by the color where the status is. But it's a little gray. We make it gray, and the status is basically where it's assigned, but you are not aware. You're not telling us that you got it. So, for example, there was a big handoff of the batons, right? Where I might give you something on your desk, and then, but you don't know you got it, but I just assume you did, and you're going to get it done in an hour. And then I'm like, in an hour, I'm like, "Where's the where's the thing?" And you're like, "What thing?" Right? Because you didn't ever acknowledge that I passed the baton to you. I yeah. knew I passed it to you, but I never heard back from you that you got it. Right? Yep. So that's what the first status is: is it's assigned but unaware, essentially. Like I've we I've assigned it, but it doesn't mean the other person knows that I've assigned it. Yeah. Then it's up to that other person. They flip the status to, okay, aware. And essentially what that means is it's on, they've done something with it, it's on their desk, their virtual desk. Um, And this goes back to those hacks we talked about earlier. So now it's okay, I'm aware of this, which means they already updated when they are working on it. They've left maybe some notes or comments of what's going on. So I can see the latest comment um, that's in there. So I can see, they can see what my intention was. Cause remember the comments are where the asks are now kept. Um, So they get caught up. And like in this case, it was, if it was me and you, you would have seen it as gray, right. And we call them the grays every day. Everybody checks for grays. So you come in, you look for grays, you go, okay. Yeah. Mercer needs me to do this. Cool. No problem. Hey, got it. I'll uh, take care of this probably next Wednesday. Right. Cause you can see the due date, which is different than the working on date. The due date is when the thing has to be done. That tends, that tends to be fairly fixed for us. We try not to change those. And then the working on date is when you're you're setting up saying, okay, I'm going to work on this next Wednesday because it's not due for two weeks and that might work I for see. you, right? So then you you put in there Wednesday. Now I can see, oh, look, I can go to Jeff's planner. I can see that he's got this thing scheduled for next Wednesday. I can tell by the latest comment what he's working on. He doesn't have any blocks. It looks like he's got everything he needs. Great, good to go, you know? Yeah. Um, and now at that point, it's still orange. That's you, you saying, I've got the baton. But I am not currently working on this. It's just yep. planned to work on. Then when it flips to, and that's an orange, then when it flips to yellow, it's in process. It's like, okay, I'm I'm working on this now. And then it goes to yellow, then it goes to green to done, right? If if you're done. Now normally yep. what would happen is we call this whole process, we call it TBVing, right? For trust but verify, where we double check people's work, right? We have to go, we have to assume that somebody did the job well. Um, And that's that's all well and good. We have to trust that that's happening. Right. But we we try to immediately believe it was totally screwed up. So we go look for the errors. Yeah. Because if you don't look for the errors, you tend not to see them. If you only look for why you did it well, you tend to only see where you did it right. And you miss these obvious errors. So somebody else, it's always a second pair of eyes that goes in and they look for errors. Like they assume you messed it up. And the game is you're hiding the errors from them and they have to go find them. So we call this process TBV. So the reason I bring that up is because let's say you're going back to you and I example, I give you something, you flip it to orange, you say, cool, next Wednesday, I'll do it. Next Wednesday's coming around and you flip it uh, to yellow and you're working on it. And then halfway through the day, you're like, cool, it's going to take me an extra day. I'll do it by Thursday. You flip your working on the Thursday. No problem. I can see it. I know what's happening. Then you're like, hey, I'm done. You might flip it back to me and then say, I need you to TBV to, to this. I need you to go through and, and make sure it's what you need, right? So you flip it back to me. It's now gray for me. So you change the assignee. So now I have that tray, but remember it has all your notes and all my notes and all everybody else's notes in it. Anything that you've added is now in there, links to stuff, whatever I need. You send it back to me now. I've got it as gray. I flip it to, okay, cool. I'm aware of this. I'm going to do it tomorrow, right? So now, you know, my working on tomorrow for it. Then I'll leave my notes. And then once it's done, if I'm like, yeah, this is good. I will mark it as done at that point myself. And then I will take off my name as the assignee. Okay. So now that is back in the filing cabinet, it's not on anyone's desk. So we only use the assignee section to define whose desk this is on, on um, and that's it. And if it's not on somebody's desk, it's in the filing cabinet. And then what we do is we built the system so that essentially it mirrors, um, this is probably another hack, we have a shadow system we call it in Google Drive, because I have to plan that one day, ClickUp's gonna go down, right? For an annoying period of time, because all tech does, right? So when they go down, I don't want the entire team going, well, everything was trapped in there and we can't get to anything anymore. So we link ClickUp's into Google Drive and we organize the hierarchy of the Google Drive folders to kind of mimic what's in ClickUp so that they understand if they can get through it through ClickUp's structure. And and using ClickUp terms, they have the spaces, folders, lists, and everything else. That sort of hierarchy is what we mimic in Google Drive. So that if they, if ClickUp does go down, they can go to Google Drive and they see a familiar structure and they go, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the business space and then in, in Google Drive. And then there are the folders that mimic what ClickUp used to show. And now they can get stuff done um, for us. So that's, that's sort of how we, you know, a couple extra things that we do to, to move it along. But that, that whole idea of people are confused, like, well, if it's in the filing cabinet, how will you know where to find it? Well, how do you know where to find it in a filing cabinet? Yeah. Same thing, right? It's it's the offline answer. Offline is always the best answer. And you just apply it to the digital world. You teach people how to use a filing cabinet. And once they understand the structure where things are and it's intuitive, and everyone sort of naturally comes up with, Oh, yeah, it should be here. Perfect. We all agree. It should be there.
0: Great. We'll put it there. Now everybody knows where to find it when they go to talk about it. That's crazy. That's that's really cool. And I think we're we're doing a similar thing where we're reorganizing our Google Drive and we're trying to have it reflected in other areas as well and i think that's that definitely makes it easier um we had a lot of filing cabinets with disparate purposes and and it was just sort of going nowhere um and so now we're trying to get bigger ones with with better organization structure within and i think that that does correlate pretty well so this is a this system is really interesting to me and i do think that's definitely a hack it's funny when when we were thinking of hacks i i was more like oh, like getting the tasks in there using Zapier or, (laughs) or, you know, like- Add this Chrome extension. (laughs) And and I hacked together my own project management system, but actually I think hacks by nature are not meant to be very permanent, right? So Mm -hmm. I think you've taken a hack and turned it into an actual system, like a more permanent thing. That's exactly what it was. It was like an upgrade
1: yeah it's what it felt like it felt it felt like you know when it was like you download the update and now you don't have the glitching anymore because yep. we had the exact same problem you had which was the system it was like we were spending six hours of day maintaining the freaking system yeah just to get a result
0: maybe right so that, and it was
1: like this is ridiculous how are we so caught up in where the system is managing us instead of us
0: managing that, And system? that's that's actually my next question was that i wanted to figure out is Who's managing this? You say you a lot and you say we a lot. So like, are you personally going into ClickUp every day? Do you, do you have to champion the system so that it gets used? Or did you just put, put it out there, manifest it, and then tell people we're using this now? Do you have, how much enforcement do you need versus how much do you have a role that does this or who does this? Who's, who's the person that makes sure this runs smoothly?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. One is the system has to be built. So it is mostly intuitive, meaning I will dump it to somebody. When we were first building this out, I would give it to somebody and be like, they go like, well, how do you use this? I go, how do you think you use it? Right. And I would make them use it. Well, I think like, I need you to get done this, or I need you to go find this. How do you do it? And I would watch how they use it. And I'd be like, oh, okay, they went in the wrong spot. Okay let me, let me give you one, but the, and I make a change, right? Move, move something. I'm like, okay, now where would you find? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I got it. And I can figure it out. So their brain naturally did it on their own. So they didn't, I'm trying to use what they already have. Yeah. Right. No, it's the path. they would naturally go down intuitively. So I don't have to train it. It's just how they think. Um, and that's, and then we'll do a big team training, obviously to show everybody like, here's the system. But at that point, everyone's 80% bought in, right? There's not yeah. like the 20% weird detail stuff, but that's it. They get the concept overall. So that, that helped a lot with that. But in terms of the the day-to-day, how do you manage? And, and then obviously improve. Like we are, we are not done improving this. Um, the shadow system with Google Drive and us reorganizing that, that was over the past couple of weeks because we wanted to have that backup system. That's why we call it the shadow system. So yeah. that we have that backup project management system where it is pretty much speaking the same language, at least structured the same way. So it's intuitive again on that side, right? Um so we don't have to have, we don't have two different languages for two different tools essentially. Yeah. Um so we did that. But then the um that that question of how do we keep this going? So we do have a project manager that we originally hired with that title. However, I now refer to her as operations and that's what she mm-hmm. is and she refers to herself as that. And and she knows her job is to look for opportunities to fix the roads, right? That's it. She's that person. So she comes in and was like, you look for potholes. You look for where the road is uh, a bumpy, uh, bumpy road that's, that's off-roading and it needs to be paved. Right. Uh, you look for paved roads where people are going down the, they're not using them. they're just going off-road yeah. instead. Right. And you, and you figure that out and you try to make the system easier and more intuitive to use. And that's her mission. So she goes through there and does that. And some of it is like, now she's got to really understand the tools. So she does more of the deeper dive things with ClickUp's. Um, and you know will click up and, and figures out the features. And I'll give you one that she just to give an example of how this works in action, yesterday, uh, we were talking. this is within 24 hours, about 24 hours ago this happened. So as of this recording. Um, so she's she's going through and we're looking at the planners. And at the time what we did is we made a drop down to say, I'm working on this today. Tomorrow, this week, next week, this month, next month, this quarter, next quarter, this year, next year. And that's what the drop down said. It was just text and it would light up with a color, right? Today's were all green, tomorrow's were all yellow, blah, 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 blah. The idea was you could tell us, oh, I'm going to work on this tray today. I'm taking this tray from the filing cabinet on my desk and I'm using this one today. This one I'm not planning for until next week, right? Yep. Um, but I'm going to be doing something with it and we could see everything. And, that was, and it worked to some extent but it was a little bit like people were putting too much stuff on their plate. Like I'm going to do 20 things today. You know, they were putting things on their plate that were really three of the same thing. Right. But it was like, they would assign themselves the main tray and then two other sub trays, you know? And I'm like, okay, wait, no, it's just the one tray. You know, you're not doing, you know, you don't have to overwhelm yourself. And so what Rika came up with, which is who's running our operations, so she came to me, or she's on this call because we, we do a call each week where we sort of, hey, what's worked, what didn't, what's next when it comes to operations and how do we improve the systems, right? So she came in, she said, I think we need to do this working on as a date, switch it to a date. And as soon as we did that, we made it a date field, it instantly started working better. And we ran through it immediately after that change. We ran through it with one of, the, one of the people on our team and said, hey, let's switch this to this. You try it out now. How does this work better for you? And that's what we did. We didn't tell them how it's going to work better. We just said, hey, we're going to do this. So now, now that we've done this, go ahead and put all your working on dates. Now it looks like this. You tell us. How do you, and, he goes, and he was like, oh, man, this is amazing. Like, he was like, this is absolutely better. Like nice. infinitely better. I know what's going on. I can see a little further ahead what's happening. It's a lot easier for me to plan ahead. We're like, okay, done. Now that change gets rolled out to everybody else. And then today on the daily call uh, is where she's going to show that. And be like, Hey, everyone's plan has changed. Just so you know, we're not going to be using the working on drop down anymore. We're going to be working on date and everyone will be putting that in there. And now, and then when it gets reorganized, it now shows you what you're working on today, tomorrow, whatever, and it, and it improves things. So I fully expect that to continue. And if in two weeks we find out that didn't quite get us as far as we thought it would, we'll revert, right? Cause I think the hardest part is just being willing to be wrong and back up. Sometimes you have to do yeah. that, but, um, but that's how we did it. And that's, so we have that weekly meeting where we are just dedicated to operationally focused, Questions: How, what, where are the paved roads that weren't being used? Where are the roads that are being used that should be paved as opposed to redirected? Uh, and where are the potholes? Where the roads that are there just need a little more maintenance and improvement? Um, and that's been helping us out a lot.
0: I love it. This is definitely it sounds like a, a major strength for the business and something that you're all invested in, which is which is great. It's something that i I have not top down invested in this for the business, and it and I can see now where. This can be really beneficial. So, is your is your, the person who started out as a project manager and now is operations? Is it a yeah. C level role? What what's the what's the skill level that you'd want for this role?
1: Uh, manager, manager. So I'd, say, I'd say
0: manager at this point
1: because the, the the thing is, we didn't. She was getting to the point of being a babysitter, which I think yeah. a lot of project management's are. Project management systems create babysitters, right? Yes. Like, because you are like, did you do your task today? Yeah. Why didn't you do this task? Did you update this task? And it's like this, like, oh my god, really? Like, you don't just don't need to do that. And, and again, we've got caught up doing it because everyone else around us was doing it. Yeah. But just because everyone else around you is doing something doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. It just means that nobody else has figured out a better way yet. And it's yeah. not urgent enough for somebody to solve. So when we figure out that hack, that fix, we're like, okay, this is the new way of doing project management. We're not going to tell you how to do your job. No more babysitting. Just now she makes sure people are using the tools. So, Hey, did you leave a comment? Like, all oh, this is done but I didn't see left a comment or, Oh, well, I'm blocked on this. The blocked, by the way, is another status we put. So if somebody's blocked, we can put that status. And then they are, it says blocked, see notes. So therefore see comments. So that way they can go into the comments and say, hey, here's where I'm blocked. So that somebody can help them get unblocked. But if they didn't do that, that's not using the system. And this, and this is a very important thing. We are not at this stage yet, but I am not a believer in turning on automations right away. That will be the biggest mistake you do so yeah. we'll, because we did it like as all I know. So what we do is instead we have um, the automation stuff, right? Because we can we can automate this. Like when you flip the assignee, everything gets reset back to zero. Right now we make everybody manually do that. So they change the assignee, they change the working on date, they make it back to zero because it's not on their desk anymore, right? So they can't have that. They, they reset the tray for the next person to take over. They even switch the status back to gray, right? When they give it to that person that eventually would be all automated. Right now, we're making them manually do that. So when the automations take over, they understand what's happening. Yeah. Because that was the problem with automations. People were automating too quickly. No one understood what was going on and they didn't realize they were triggering automations that were triggering automations that were triggering automations. And you know, a million tasks are popular. Well, Why am I doing this? I did this six months ago and it's showing me back up again. I'm like, yep. oh. So
0: exactly. it was that manual thing and then moving into it that worked really well for us. Yeah. I think that's a big one is not not overdoing it. You never should automate a system before you have it planned out, just like using a calculator before you learn math. It's exactly but right. This is inspiring, Mercer. I I think you should do a class on this, like a, a a course. You could easily do a course on this. I think this is a pretty fresh perspective and it sounds pretty great. So I'm going to have my team listen to this one and, hey, that's,
1: that's, and, that's the shameless plug for businesses.io right there. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's exactly what we're doing. And, and I'll tell you, this does work because you run multiple brands like we do. This works with multiple brands. Cause I made it, I made it do that. Um, yep. for sure. So. But yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, with that, we are at time. So hopefully you've picked up at least a uh, a hack or two when it comes to your own project management systems. Of course, if you have your own hacks, like send us an email. uh, Businessunfiltered.fm is the domain for the podcast. You can reach us there if you want to send a quick email. Uh, And otherwise, just sharing maybe some of what you heard if there was a particular hack that made you think slightly differently, maybe talking to somebody else about it, sharing it a little bit. The reason is twofold. One is obviously, shameless plug, it's going to help us get this podcast promoted and, and more listeners. So thank you for that. For those of you that have already been doing that, but when you teach it to something else, right? To someone else, your brain is actually doing something with it. You're taking it from being exposed to new information to actually building a skill and learning new things. So that's really the reason behind sharing this with others, um, whatever it is that you've learned today. And with that. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of Business Unfiltered. We'll see you on the next episode.
0: And that's a wrap for today's episode of Business Unfiltered with your hosts, Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and tell a friend what you've learned today. Want to connect? Visit us at businessunfiltered.fm. This has been Business Unfiltered. Always unapologetically honest.